Hey guys, and welcome back to another Cultured Boys episode. I'm Pepe, and I'm joined by Nathan, and our first guest on the Cultured Boys show, it's Wildebeest Plays. Hello. Oh my god. There he is. Hello. It's the boy. <laughs> it's the beast. It's the beast. How are we doing today, it's... guys? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I can't complain. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for being on our show honestly <laughs> um so little you know i guess behind the scenes we are all friends yeah this isn't just some miracle of internet networking we are actually real life <laughs> friends so why don't you tell us a bit about yourself about myself and i i am a <laughs> i am a mario maker streamer as of current we're doing pretty well on Twitch. I stream primarily on Twitch and I do have my own YouTube as well. Uh, although, to truth be told, I've been a bit neglectful of the World of His Plays YouTube channel as of late, but because I'm focusing on yet another YouTube channel that I have that's <laughs> all about food uh, called The Wild Aside. So, yeah, but you know, I'm very big on all the things that you know these guys are so be it anime although these guys are a lot more knowledgeable on their anime and manga than i am you both are very much so weebs <laughs> we are the cultured boys they the are boys. they're so cultured <laughs> their culturedness just like you know mesmerizes me also I've, I've, I've got a cut in here that almost sounded like it could have been like a big brag like oh yeah i'm big on i thought you were gonna say like i'm really big on twitch you know no. like, it was a big deal. No. quite a big deal <laughs> <laughs> i've got like i can i can tell you as of recording i have 1681 followers that's good man that's sick that's still pretty big we're we're getting there we're getting there we've got a decent viewer average but i'd say we're you know a few years off partner probably yet uh but that would be the uh dream for me to get on partner and you know quit my day job but you know <laughs> that's uh that's what we all want isn't it but one day these things may happen but preaching to the choir mate preaching to the choir <laughs> yeah but you know we've um i've built up just an incredible community on there uh some really good friends i've made on twitch and uh even just you know a lot of my mods a lot of my followers and stuff have they've become you know good friends as well so it's just you know mario maker in itself is such a joy to play like i never used to play mario maker one i got it but i kind of neglected it like i played it for a little bit made some levels but you know i was never a much of a maker but then like I found this YouTuber called DGR Dave just before Super Mario Maker 2 came out. And I was like, oh, I wonder the kind of things that people have made on Mario Maker, like before Mario Maker 2 came out. And I was watching them and some really cool styles of levels. Like I'd never heard of a troll level before, all of these kind of things. And Miss Beast, as we call her. Uh, you guys know her, but the internet knows her as Miss Beast. Uh, <laughs> Miss Beast was like, you could do that, Sam. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. And you know me. You guys know me. If I go in on something, I go hard in on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought myself a webcam. I bought myself a microphone. I bought myself a capture card. All, all, all the trimmings, essentially. And I uh, just started up one day when mario maker 2 came out and things got much bigger during lockdown 
He bought Mario Maker 2 and all the equipment, and he hasn't looked back since. Yeah, pretty He's much. A like... self-made man, internet. Listen I, up. I have well over a thousand hours on Mario Maker at this point. I mean, I'd imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird if you're like, I'm a Mario Maker 2 streamer. I've got ten hours. <laughs> ten hours on that. Yeah, it's just, it's just so it it stays fresh even after like three years or so. It stays fresh because people are still insanely active on it and people are still making great levels and people are still making crap levels. And, you know, you got to love the crap as much as you love the good levels. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. There's nothing I love more than someone sending a true piece of hot garbage. And it's just <laughs> wow. it's just it's great fun. It's one of those ones, isn't it? You'd have to have those crap levels to actually make <laughs> to show you how good the other levels are at that sort of point, don't you? Yeah. Take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, if you see even my own creations, like from playing so many now, I'm still by no means a good creator, but I'm not bad these days. And when I put my mind to it, like I know the kind of things that work. I mean, I could still be better at the game and I try and get better, but I think I'm above average, but there's still plenty to be learned. But I just don't think my brain capacity lets me press <laughs> buttons quick enough sometimes. I get you. Well, I know self-improvement of the Mario Maker and all that. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a little introduction to Sam, aka World of Views, aka the Wilder side or... Yeah, you can call me Sam. It's all good. We'll, call, we'll, we'll go with Sam. Um, but yeah, we have you here today, Sam, because today on uh, The Culture Boys, we're going to be discussing our favourite video game villains of all time. Yes. Uh, we were like talking, what was it, our favourite games, like the baddest of the bad, all that sort of thing. Not the games, the villains, of course. <laughs> we all pre-agreed beforehand that it wasn't necessarily the big bad but maybe some uh mini bosses or some enemies anything that is technically villainous in the game but not necessarily the big bad yeah i've come up with five i mean actually i'm not gonna lie to you since i had that conversation with you guys i've kind of like the ones i've chosen are all the main antagonists of that game <laughs> i kind of went back on it but you know i okay, do yeah. i do have you know if, if if time allows later i do have some i guess honorable mentions which do fall into that category yeah sure i've got a list of 11 so like... <laughs> oh, wow i literally i literally just stuck with my with, with with kind of five but you know i'm i'm just happy to just chat about it I thought it was going to be hard at first because I was like, oh man, I don't really pay attention to the enemies or the villains, you know, like after a while you just go through the motions, right? But then like it just started to flow and I was like, oh, that one and I hate that guy and this one and that one. Like it just, I probably could have easily done 20, 25, but I, I cut it down. <laughs> See, like I kind of found like the opposite, you know, because I do like, I do have a lot of like video games and all that sort of thing, but like I, always, I feel like I play a lot of like anime video games of all things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. or, like series that come. We've already, uh, as uh, just a disclaimer as well, we've ruled out uh, villains from existing IP that are outside yes. video games. Yeah. So it's all like. Um, so no anime games, no Batman, Superman, like no existing heroes and stuff. Well, exactly. To find some inspiration, I like Googled a few days ago, like top 10 villains in gaming. And I can't remember what outlet it was. It was one of the big outlets. 
Uh, they had 10 of their villains in, and there were some that I was like really surprised weren't in it, some that made sense, but like one of them was uh, Joker from the Arkham series. Yeah, I, f- I knew that was going to come up. As Yeah, as great as he is, as great as Mark Hamill's Joker is, like you can't call him a best villain in gaming because he's not a gaming villain. Yeah, not originally anyway. Like, yeah, right then. Well, considering we have a guest today, why don't you kick us off, Sam? Why don't you hit us with your one of your list? I I'm just gonna go my number five up to my number one. I think you guys would actually knowing knowing me, I think you guys actually be a bit surprised that he's so low on this list. But uh, I have gone for Skull Kid slash Majora. Ah, oh. oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, you're right. I am actually kind of surprised it's quite low. Yeah, so I am obsessed, and that's that's actually not an understatement. I am obsessed with the more, more, more the Majora, uh, the Majora <laughs> symbology. Just the entirety of just the mask. I love the mask. I have the limited edition 3DS with Majora's mask on it. I have a custom piece of art that Miss Beast got made for me with Majora on it. I have on my laptop and on my iPad, I have Majora decals. Like, if I wasn't so afraid to tattoo myself, I'd have a Majora tattoo. Like, I don't know. It's just, (laughs) it's not just the villain in itself. Like, Majora's Mask itself is probably one of my favorite Zelda games. It's definitely my favorite 3D Zelda game purely because the entire thing is just so dark foreboding and terrifying throughout it's got such dark undertones and a lot of that is down to skull kid and majora himself i mean it's a mask with evil power worn by an innocent childish kid who then basically the mask ends up manipulating him to uh bring the moon down to destroy the world for some reason not just any moon the most horrific moon you'll ever see yeah. in your life gives me nightmares that moon <laughs> the face of that moon yeah, is that just fantastic is and you know i mean even you, you could even just say the moon is one of my favorite villains in gaming as well just because of how the sheer the sheer terror of it just looking up in the sky and seeing that thing is absolutely terrifying like if you saw that in real life you'd be like jesus right? fucking christ <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I think if I saw that moon in real life, I would just off myself straight away. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this reality anymore. I'm done. But what if there was some little Jeez. kid in green that were kept going back in time and wearing loads of masks and he was going to stop it eventually? You wouldn't know, Nathan. You wouldn't know. I, Yeah, but if I didn't know, it wouldn't matter anyway because I, I still have to look at that horrific moon however many times. <laughs> he'd come back to life <laughs> oh my god like the, the little green guy's gonna keep on res- resurrecting yeah. him technically because <laughs> it's like a constant loop so they would be like jesus christ gone and then <laughs> there we go this little <laughs> green kid's like hey i'm back again and then nathan's like oh look there's a moon jesus christ yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just holy shit the moon <laughs> holy shit the moon but um no i do completely i can completely see what you mean sam with that villain because um i just love the whole majora's mask like aesthetic it's a like, very like sort of like horror movie like sort of, it's not sort of like, like that it's just like it yeah. speaks halloween to me 
That's what it is with that game. Like it's and it's just even the boss battle in itself against Majora. Like so, there are two ways you can go about it. Like if you collect every single mask in the game when you go up to the moon, because you end up going on the moon, even though it's like some kind of wonderful foresty area with a few dungeons in it when you actually fight majura if you've collected every single mask and then you beat all four of the dungeons which just kind of mini versions of each of the dungeons that you go through in the main game when you go up to the moon then you get the fierce deity mask the problem with the fierce deity mask and fighting majura is if you get fierce deity you literally just press b to win and that's 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 how you fight Majura. You literally <laughs> press B multiple times and you win. Uh, However, if you go into it using normal link with Deku form, Goron form, and Zora form, it is insanely hard. And he's got these most weird, terrifying forms. And like there's all these weird, horrible tentacles and stuff which come out of the mask and just make it look like something out of Alien it's it's great and you know it just it it was sheer terror as a child but i've just grown up to just love it and i don't know if you guys have heard but there is actually and i think this kind of might have fueled part of my like more recent i say more recent like eight to ten years ago love for it it kind of rekindled that which is uh the creepypasta based on majora's mask uh it's called ben drowned oh yeah yeah i know ben drowned it's fantastic and like i mean someone clearly modded a copy of the game to tell a creepy story what what are you talking about you don't think that some kid called ben rented the cartridge and then died and then haunted the cartridge so every time you put it in he follows you around with that creepy smile what well exactly but you know guys anyone who hasn't please look up ben drowned but you know it just it almost adds to they couldn't have chosen a better game to put that creepypasta in, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, that That game definitely really lends to a strange, yeah. eerie story like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if... And, you know, Majora's Mask is actually as well. There you go. It is the one Nintendo 64 game, the one N64 game that I've managed to keep the box for. And not only that, I have kept the box for it in pristine condition. So that... that, that shows my love for it Ooh. well are you willing to send it into psa and get it graded no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't even want that like that fancy like certificate they're like oh wow this is like, it's actually worth quite a bit like then you know that you it's one of the gold cartridges does that count maybe well then you definitely should get it graded because if you got that graded and tried to sell that at an auction you'd probably be one of those people that are like get articles written about you oh you'll never believe this mint condition cartridge inbox of majora's mask sold for two million whatever whatever <laughs> oh but you know i mean the box isn't fully mint condition it's got a couple of frayed corners but otherwise uh, okay yeah no, oh, it's worthless. It's worthless. <laughs> no, I get that, yeah. I'll give you a fiver for it. But, you know, it's like, I'm I'm not selling it. Even if someone's like, oh, do you want a mil for it? I'd be like, yeah, well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, a mil is quite good. <laughs> it's not going to sell for a mil. No, definitely. <laughs> well, it's not mint condition, so no. <laughs> But honestly, Majora beats out Ganon, Ganondorf, any one of them. Like, he is the only Zelda villain I've got on her. 
Just a just a quick one. Like, did you ever read the Majora's Mask manga at all, Sam? I did not. What was it like? It's actually quite good. Well, I, I don't know. You might find it different because obviously it's like it's pretty much just the story of Majora's Mask, just in like a, a volume of manga. And I've I quite liked it. I thought it was quite a cool um, little manga series, and like, they give you a little uh, backstory of Skull, Skull Kid as well. It's that that like how he actually met uh, Majora, and there's also how the Majora's Mask was forged as well. Oh, interesting. They only very touch on that in the game. Yeah, like it's um, it's something to do with a dragon, I believe, and like um, like Samoria kills a dragon and he carves the mask out of the dragon's like thing. That sounds like a Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Killed a dragon, made made a mask in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But um, no, I'd, re- I'd recommend it. Like, I I got the volume somewhere. Like, if you want to borrow it, that's the thing. But um, yeah, I'd recommend that as well. But yeah, good choice. I um, I approve. Yeah, that was actually a solid choice. <laughs> Who wants to go next, Pepe? Who's going next? You or me, or what? What? What's What's going on? Um, I'll go. I'll go here because I feel like my kind of choice here, my number five. Uh, kind of ties into Sam's a little bit in the theme of horror, and it's uh, but Nintendo horror, obviously. Uh, I've chosen King Boo as my uh, fifth. Ooh, I like this choice. Interesting. So, like, okay, I'll go for it. Like, let's turn back the clock a little bit, like to a young Pepe who like discovers like is he gets a GameCube, his first Nintendo console, like home console of all time, gets Luigi's Mansion on it, and like one of my favorite characters uh in this game is like the boo just in general i love i love booze they're like cool they're like little like round boys with a scary face and they do that like it's like you have to find like 50 of them or something in the game brilliant like i love them they're cool but what's better than a regular boo it's the king boo of course it is it's got a bloody crown on top of him the big old boo with a crown and like i don't know i just feel like booze in general like um there's a cool like little side villain in those games i, I like i like the i like their aesthetic and even in mario party like, Boo's got his own little course. Like, he's got his mystic mayhem or what the fuck it's called. And, like, he's got he's dressed up in a wizard hat and he's got these things going on. And, like, I just feel like King Boo is just, like, an ultimate form of the Boo. He's like the evolved Boo. <laughs> it's like if he was in Pokemon, he'd be a ghost type. He'd be, uh, like, he's got a crown now. I mean, the Luigi's <laughs> Mansion King Boo has some terrifying eyes, man. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, a weird, like, purple shade to him as well, isn't it? Like, they... yeah, yeah. yeah. They made him quite normal in the rest of the games. They made him like just look like a boo with a crown on. But like in Luigi's Mansion one, he, he looks pretty damn creepy in it. Yeah, he is actually a uh, Luigi's Mansion boo is a uh, King Boo. Sorry, is actually playable in Mario Kart Tour. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Mario Kart Tour's got everyone you could ever imagine in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I think that's because that game's trying to just keep you giving them money. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot. About, I was thinking, For some reason, I thought you said Mario Golf Tour. And I was like, well, that, but that just sounds like a general Mario Kart <laughs> game. But yes, I actually do have that King Boo in uh, Mario Kart Tour, actually, because I played it a little bit last year. So I've got the regular King Boo. I've got the Luigi's Mansion version as well. <laughs> just randomly when I picked that up last year. But um, ah, like King Boo in general, like, was it? I remember playing Mario Kart Double Dash and he was like one, like, he was like one of the last characters you unlock with Petey Piranha. Yeah. Like, the setup was awful, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I absolutely love those two characters and I was pretty bad at it. But they could use all the specials. And it, yeah, that was it. Like, the, the item selection was sick. I mean, they should have given them the boo as their special weapon because that wasn't in the game, but... That wasn't, no. Like, um, but, I don't know, like, in my opinion, that cart setup was pretty trash. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, though. The item selection was good. Um, 
But yeah, like, I, if I get the opportunity to play any Mario game, like Mario Party, Mario like Kart or whatever, like uh, Mario Golf, ever get the opportunity, I'll choose a Boo. But I'm gonna say King Boo is like the ultimate like hierarchical like sort of like royalty of the Boos because it's cool. Well, I mean, it's in the name. He is King Boo, like. <laughs> Yeah, he's like King Boo. He's like King of Ghosts, not the pump King of Ghosts like Yu-Gi-Oh, but like he's uh, <laughs> big old ghost boy. Good choice. But yeah, that's like um, that's like well, I put that down as number five. Nathan, let's have one of your eleven. <laughs> I guess I'll also go Nintendo. This one's probably, at least to some people, will probably be controversial, but uh, I'm gonna say Tom Nook. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that's controversial. He he is essentially an antagonist of uh, Animal Crossing. Some people are like, hey, he's cool, man. He's justified. Like, you know, he's not a villain. He's just trying to help you out. But like Pepe, a young Nathan goes and plays Animal Crossing on the GameCube, talks to Rover the cat and is like, oh, I'm moving. Turns up in this town and this fucking raccoon goes, cool, put on your work uniform, go talk to the people, deliver some stuff, by the way, you owe me money. <laughs> so it's like a gangster of uh, Animal Crossing, basically. <laughs> it's a mob boss. Pretty much. And every Animal Crossing is always like that. You turn up and then you go and talk to this recruit and he goes, hey, cool, here's your house. You owe me money. <laughs> so Nathan, I just typed in on Google Tom Nook antagonist. And uh, the top thing that comes up, it says, <laughs> but there is one antagonist in the video world who can, video game world who cannot be defeated. He is a raccoon with nothing but pure evil in his heart and gold in his pockets. And his name is Tom Nook. Tom Nook, the worst villain of all gaming tier list. <laughs> uh... Look, it's common knowledge, right? But there are some people who will defend him. I don't know why. Don't get me wrong. I love Tom Nook. He's cool. But he is a villain. He fucking robs you. <laughs> the whole point of the game every time is you make money to pay this fucking Tanuki so he'll upgrade your house and stop bugging you for your money. But it almost never ends. There is literally an article about 15 subtle ways Tom Nook shows his cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, he's just, just like pure Animal Crossing lore going. Do you want to hear a couple of them? Should we see a couple of them? Go on, yeah, let's just hear those. Here we go. Uh, it's not really a very good list that you can read. <laughs> However, it does say this. When compared to any other game video, any other video game villain, Tom Nook is vastly most subtle in his cruelty. His villainy represents a real world antagonism that is always more dangerous than the outlandish cartoonish tendencies of some other more prominent foes in the video game world. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's a little, uh, little bastard. <laughs> Steals your money. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah and that's why he's on my list yeah it's like it's one of those ones i like every time you give him that like you think oh cool i'm getting something out of this i'm getting a little house extension and he's like oh but you can have a bigger house extension you can give me more money <laughs> you, you want a cool bridge yeah give me money <laughs> you, want, you want like a you want a lamp give me money like he just keeps on taking this from you <laughs> oh what's that you you want to move to a remote island by the way why don't you help me turn it into a, a resort Man just got an island. He's like, I'm not building anything for you. You can build that stuff, but you have to give me money for you to build that stuff. So you, it's all you're in charge of it. Like he's just put you in charge, but he's taking all the money from you to do all this stuff. <laughs> if you were to buy a des remote desert island yourself, Pepe mm -hmm. and Nathan, 
and then it was just empty and you wanted to build something on it, you're going to have to hire a builder and you're going to have to pay them to do it. No, I'm going to do it myself. I'll do it myself. He's making the money off it, though. It's not like you're hiring the builder. You're, you're not like you're paying that builder to build stuff. But however, yeah, you went there as a holiday. <laughs> to... <laughs> hey, do, do you 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 just chose where your plot is and then suddenly the house appears? Do you see who builds it? You don't know if it's Tom or not. If Tom's building those bloody buildings, <laughs> I'll be bloody surprised. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't a house. It is a tent, yeah. <laughs> it was a tent at first, so true, true. But I don't know. It does. It does like. Well, it was pretty quick building overnight, isn't it? Like, that's that's a mystery in itself. Who's putting the? Who's putting... <laughs> One has to question the workmanship on it. Oh, uh, he sees doing that even more controversial. Child labor in it. It's Timmy and <laughs> Timmy and Tommy. They're the ones building the shit. He's like, wait. Yeah, he's like, he's getting children to work in his shops and that. So devilish. Give us another one, Nathan, as you got so many. <laughs> okay, my next one. I'm going to go to a slightly more realistic game. I'm going to mention uh, Mr. Shakedown from Yakuza 0. So Yakuza 0 is set in the 80s when Japan had their economic boom. So like the whole, like I guess, sub theme is making money. The, these characters, specifically Mr. Shakedowns, are super tough enemies that walk oh, no. around and beat the shit out of you and steal your money. If you can if you can beat him, you win money, right? You get way more money than you had, but they're fucking hard. The only way I ever beat a Mr. Shakedown was played most of the game, bought tasers, and beat him like that because he was stun locked. Otherwise, I would lose Jesus every Christ. time. I'm curious what these Mr. Shakedowns look like. Because the moment you mention the name mr shakedown it sounds like a tv like sort of guy with sunglasses or this guy got like some like hawaiian jacket so like <laughs> well you're not wrong right yeah mr shakedown in tokyo is a big muscle dude with fingerless gloves uh a, i think a camo vest and boots and you know like cargo trousers <laughs> and sunglasses and the one in osaka has sunglasses oh, okay. and I believe so it's very like sort of um, like gangster but well I say gangster but the whole game is based on gangsters let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Mr. Shakedown I thought at first because the game sort of the first time you see him makes you go up against him and then you you find out the hard way you you're not gonna win I used to actively when I played Yakuza 0 see him and run around anywhere I would find an alternative route to avoid him every time because as much as it's easy to make money in that game, you lose to Mr. Shakedown, oh you're losing at least 50% of whatever you've got. He took so much money from you. It was ridiculous. I like... Are all of your villain choices about people who steal money from you? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not all. But Mr. Shakedown, definitely, I had to mention him. I That was one of those where I came up with a few... And that character came into mind like straight away. I like the Egashira, Mr. Shakedown, because he looks a bit like Pepe. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a hat. He's got glasses. He's got the same like face shape and face beard as you and kind of dresses a bit like you. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, 
Mr. Shakedown is like a franchise character. He does appear in a few <laughs> a few of them, but like Yakuza Zero was like the first time I'd ever met a Mr. Shakedown and it was scary. Oh well, there's even a Mr. Shakedown that looks like a clown, I think. Are they like um is like obviously because there's different types of Mr. Shakedown, like looking according to like all these Google searches. Would you say there's a harder Mr. Shakedown in one game compared to like Yakuza Zero? Like are they like is it harder to fight them in different games or is it Yakuza Zero's one is particularly? I always remember him being pretty hard to fight, but from what I remember, Zero's the only one where he's actively walking around on the map. Looking for people to shake down. Pretty much. Like, I'm, I'm, I think in the other games, he's either in, like, the arena, which is just a mini game, so you don't actively have to fight him. Or he's like a weird like subquest kind of thing, but yeah, Zero was the only one I remember where he's actually walking around. <laughs> Sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, love it. Go on then, Sam. Uh, give us your number four then. All right, my number four is uh, probably, as I said, someone that you guys may not have heard of. I have gone for one of my favorite. Well, my favorite series of games, as you know, is the Tales of games. Yep, I thought this is where it was going. Yeah, and um, one of my fa- yeah, of course. Uh, but my favorite villain from the franchise has to be from the very first one I played, and that is from Tales of Symphonia, and that is uh, Lord Yudrasil or Mythos Yudrasil. Uh, I just kind of love this guy because he is insanely twisted in what his plan is and what he's trying to do. So he's essentially the main antagonist of the game he's uh he was he's one of those types so he used to be a hero and him and his companions and his sister like stopped an ancient war between like these two uh warring countries one called silver and one called tethayala uh and him and his companions like they went along and basically there are these big spirits called summon spirits that are bound to each element in the world and mythos like showed his power by forming pacts with the spirits each of the spirits and then they made a pact with the king of summon spirits and in order to stop this war they forged a sword i think it's called the eternal sword or something and like this shows you his power he then split the world in two made basically these two separate countries into uh, parallel worlds. So you have a world of Silveron and a world of Tethayala. Uh, his sister was then like killed in either like the subsequent like blast or just during the war. And it kind of made him go a bit mad with hatred and started hating humanity. And he kind of turned from Mythos into Yudrasil. And his di- her dying wish was like, she wishes like, that everyone would become... There'd be no discrimination left in the world, essentially. And Mythos decides the only way that can happen is if he takes away the will of every single last living being alive, essentially performing some kind of lobotomy on the entire world. So everyone becomes a lifeless being. Uh-huh. Okay. That's his plan overall. Okay. He creates this uh, church called the Church of Martel. Martel is the name of his sister. And he basically has someone every few years uh, complete a ritual to find it so he can try and find a vessel that is most suited to resurrect her. But literally everyone who goes on this pilgrimage in order to, you know, become the chosen of mana is how he's like played it out. Basically everyone dies. Literally you walk into this like tower where the ritual is completed in the game 
And the entire backdrop to this tower is just like thousands upon thousands of floating coffins. Yay. Okay. <laughs> it's very morbid. <laughs> it's just really dark and I love it. And he's basically just like very tall anime guy with long blonde hair and giant angel wings. Yeah, he but yet he is obviously insanely twisted and evil and I love him. He does like have like that sort of like you know when it's like so like squeaky clean like exterior sort of thing. But you know like they're so they're so clean cut that it's like it's villainous. It's that sort of like design yeah. about him. It's really cool though. Like it's uh, I like that. I like the character design of him. Yeah, he's just he's just so it's like it's a really cool mechanic which I've I think I've seen in some games but not loads where the very first time you do come across him, you can fight him. But like Tails is one of those games where each of your attacks like will eventually do, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of damage kind of thing. But the very first time you come against him, like all of your attacks are doing between like one and 20 damage. And yet he is like one shotting you. And it's a fight that you cannot win. Well, I say that I was actually thinking recently when I was writing this list. I'm sure there is, and I'm going to have to YouTube it, I'm sure there is someone who has managed to win that initial fight against him. Oh yeah, there definitely is somebody who has. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So I do need to look into that, but like, I just really like that mechanic. And you know, as a kid, you're just like, wait, how the heck am I meant to win this? But obviously you weren't meant to win it. And like, after the battle, like, it just then cuts into a cutscene of everyone like, oh, we stand no chance against him. Pretty sure in the end he turns into like some weird giant, like, I don't really know how to put it. It's just like a giant blob thing. <laughs> uh, is it like sort of like he has a, like a beautiful exterior, but like deep down he goes into his true form, which is like some sort of like... Uh, probably something like that. I think he manages to resurrect his sister at one point as well, using like one of your characters who ends up becoming the Chosen of Mana. And like, she's just like, what the fuck, Mythos? Uh, why 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 yeah she's like why have you done this like what's wrong with you man i did it for you yeah exactly but it was for you i did it all for you and she's like yeah whatever you're an idiot you know yadrasil the tree of life yeah yggdrasil yeah i think it is yggdrasil but they call him yggdrasil in the game so i'm calling him yggdrasil it's spelt the same i'm i'm sure it's a weird dubbism it is probably some sort of dubbism from back when, you know, maybe people didn't care so much to pronounce things um, the way they were supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, that certain tree is just like copied and pasted into a lot of like, just general RPGs at this point, isn't it? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not like every time I play a Dragon Quest, they always talk about the tree of life. I mean, Tales villains, as far as Tales villains go, like, there are some good ones, and they generally are, like, they've generally got the same kind of plan, as in, like, you know, trying to... (laughs) Resurrect their sister. Correct the world, or do something about it, but it's just the way Yadrasil goes about it that I just found fascinating and pretty... I think I picked up the game when I was, like, 11, 12 years old, so pretty dark for me to have to... Jesus. I've have to deal with, but you know, it's all presented in a really cutesy anime form. So, you know. <laughs> that makes it all okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> right, okay. So, should I go for my number four, then, in which case? I had to think about this one, because like, I don't know if uh, you've ever played the Portal games at all. I did. Good shout. Good shout. I know what you're going to say. So... You, I think like you would you would think oh yeah I'll choose Glados as uh, my my brother. He's gonna pick the cake, isn't he? <laughs> I've gone the other way around. I've gone for Wheatley. Yeah, it makes sense for my uh, because I absolutely loved Portal Two. I didn't even play Portal. I had to play. I played Portal Two and then went back to Portal One. I think most of us did because I did the same thing. Yeah, but like I absolutely love Wheatley because. Like you, you get introduced to him, and he's that guy that's like helping you through. He's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, go do this; it'd be fine." Like he has that. It's Stephen Merchant as well, so he's doing these little jokes here and there, and it's quite funny. And then it gets to like halfway through the game, and like uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, go like pop me in here, and I'll sort stuff out or whatever." And then it's like, "Nope, I'm here to betray you." And like, even though he like he just screws you over completely, like it's like he still brings through these like comedy performances, like when he's like an actual villain in the game. And like just his little one-liners here and there are absolutely fantastic. And um like obviously you have like GLaDOS helping you through all that as well. And there's like some like banter between them, like just arguing with each other, these two like AI things. <laughs> oh man, I remember that. He just presents himself in such a Stephen Merchant way in it as well. And like it just works so well in being that villainous way because he's just still cheery about being the villain. It's great. Yeah, it's just like that, all that comedy that comes through. Like, like you think like when you think video game villain, you typically think like oh, the, the big bad who's gonna like destroy the world or something. I, I did like realistically, yeah, Wheatley is just a, still an asshole, <laughs> but he's like he comes through with like all this like holly jolly like comedy stuff, and it just feels like it just gives a different vibe off to a lot of different villains. So. I just I, as well. I absolutely loved everything about Portal Two. It's like great puzzle game, like doing all those little like missions here and there, and yeah, like he's just a funny little guy, little round boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah. theme has come back. <laughs> See, Nathan, little round sphery yeah. boy. Are all of your villains <laughs> round spherical <laughs> objects? <laughs> just wait until i get on to um my favorite smash bros villain <laughs> this is round no it's not actually <laughs> but um it's not any of anyone from world of light at all i'm gonna rule that out now that's not happening <laughs> like the terrible villains that was a really good one i did good shout sort of hope you were gonna say the cake that would have just been really funny but <laughs> it's the cake <laughs> it's a lie <laughs> exactly see villainous isn't it yeah <laughs> right oh god <laughs> oh go on pep why don't you give us your number three give us another one my number three okay cool cool so um i've gone for my number three for um i, I debated on this one we, we all want to sit him on the list because he is an absolutely fantastic villain in this game but uh i've chosen persona 4's true villain i've chosen uh toru adachi oh he's gone and said it he's gone and said it spoilers spoilers Seriously, yeah. spoilers, big spoilers. <laughs> also, this was one yeah. of the ones on my list. So yeah, okay, yeah. So it is a big spoiler. Like, obviously, you have very many different endings. Hold on, Sam, have you played Persona Four? Well, it's too late for that now. <laughs> uh, 
I'm on Persona 5, I think. Okay, cool. Just erase this whole conversation from your mind, yeah? <laughs> what, me, what I'm about to say, like, if you ever go and play Persona 4, just, just forget about this whole conversation, yeah? <laughs> because, yeah, as Nathan said, this is a massive spoiler because he is like, like oh no, there's not like the true final boss. He's like, he's a final boss that like is... Well, there is... So there's the normal ending, there's the true ending, then there's the uh, secret boss. Yeah. Is what Pepe's trying to say. Um, what he is talking about is technically the true ending of the game. Mm. So spoilers ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm talking about the true ending. But let's like, just talk about uh, Torodachi. He's... Oh, what a bastard. He is a bastard. But, like, again, similar to Wheatley... He's that guy, that goofy guy that's like doing like all like, hey, I'm uh, helping out here. Like, like he's like you can make like bonds with him and stuff like during the whole game and like. Yeah, and he's harmless most of the time. Every time you see him, he's getting slated by Dojima-san. Adachi, what are you doing? Stop being a rookie. Get back to work. And you feel sorry for him, and he's always like giving you info, but you don't question why he has this info because he's a cop and he's seemingly like. You know this incompetent cop, but uh, but then uh, he shows his true colors, like and when you when you find out like when you like confront him and stuff, he's like, oh wait no, it's all good. And like bang, it just switches. It's the switch that just like, hits you. It's like god damn man, <laughs> this guy is just evil. Like he's <laughs> he's so like fucking twisted in that, and it's just like it's although he just gives off that like awesome villain energy you know what i mean like his whole character switches and it's a completely different character what the bumbling fool you saw before doesn't exist anymore after after you find out it's actually him it makes it worse because of all the events of the game i don't want to spoil it more than we have to but like he basically does slap every single person in the face he shows no loyalty to any of you not at all and shows no remorse for what he did either Everything I did to everyone in this game, you all deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's like, it's completely true. But the thing is, even though he's absolutely twisted and like he's just a massive arsehole, I can't help but absolutely love the character. I think the, I think like the character is easily like one of my favorite ones in like the. I think it's a, a like a love to hate kind of thing. You know, you're like, you love him because it's a really well written like mm. villain and it came out of nowhere. But you also hate him because you're like, you're such a, you're such a bum. <laughs> it is that, it is a love-hate uh, relationship with that villain. But God, yeah, like, I don't know. He's just, he just like, he just makes me... Boils my blood. Yeah, like, it's a boy in blood, but I think it's also like the laugh, like, I, I want to say he's not like Wheatley villain where he's like making you laugh, like, even though he's doing all his bad shit. It's just like, it is just the storytelling in it is great and that, like. That's what I can say. I, I'm kind of lost for words at how I'm going to describe him even more from here. <laughs> I feel if anything, I'm going to be babbling on, but yeah. I, I will end it for Pepe by saying it is, you spend so much time in that game and if you've, like Pepe said, you built the bond with him and everything. It is the ultimate betrayal. That was basically one of your friends has fooled you the entire time and stabbed you in the back. Nothing more to say than that. Nothing more. <laughs> I just came out straight with that spoiler, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good by the time i'd ever play it yeah hopefully 
Still got, I've still got like well over like three quarters of Persona 5 to. Yeah, f- finish Persona 5 first. That's what, like, make that your aim and then, like, go back to, I don't know, three or something <laughs> and then play four. There we go. <laughs> You'll have forgotten everything about Persona 4 by then in what this conversation. Hopefully. Adachi who? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, see. He's already done. It's already working. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, uh, moving swiftly on then. Nathan, what are you saying? I'm going to go for another slightly unconventional choice. Actually, which one do I go for? They're both kind of weird. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to go for the Creeper in Minecraft. <laughs> no truer villain than the Creeper in Minecraft. Oh, okay, yeah, I get this. The first few times I ever played Minecraft, like I have been subject to brutal murderings. And that's the thing. It's like anyone who's played, that's a universal understanding. Creepers are bastards. They come out of nowhere. You could have spent hours on this nice building, gone. And the worst thing is sometimes their explosions just destroy some of the materials. Mm. Hopefully you didn't lose anything valuable. I let one in my house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh. Bear in mind I've played Minecraft like five times in my entire life. But again, we've all done it. I mean, we, we laugh at you, but we've all done it. It, it is a universal truth. The creepers will find their way in, and sometimes you just end up letting them inside, thinking it's the best place, and then they blow up your chest, and you probably lost a bunch of your materials or some of your good equipment, or you've they've blown you up and they've uh, activated some of the sand that was hovering in the sky. They've updated the blocks, and now the sand has buried your shit. <laughs> or they've blown you up, and there's turns out there was a cave under you, and now you've got to try and get down like a hundred something blocks to go get your stuff. Hopefully, there's no lava down there. You don't know. Just create all these like absolutely awful situations right now, yeah. and it's just like, uh, it's like everyone who's playing Minecraft knows these situations they happen yeah. all the time you can't avoid creepers unless you've got a cat or you've seen them already and you've got bow and arrow or you're brave enough to go and kill them with your sword see i'm that type of player i'm like oh it's a killer outside i'll go kill it quickly and then i instantly regret it like <laughs> yeah because that's how you always get a hole in your house and then it's like oh i need to stay in one of your houses because <laughs> it's safe there's no holes in your wall <laughs> on that note another good villain from minecraft not on my list but uh i have died more times to lava <laughs> in minecraft that is a very unconventional villain but I things agree. like yeah. creepers <laughs> lava in minecraft is what up pipes are mm. in mario maker <laughs> yeah. like that would be another unconventional just uh up pipes in mario maker <laughs> they're just impossible to go up but no seriously like Lava, I think I died. Last time I played Minecraft uh, was with people on a big community server, live on Twitch, might I add. <laughs> and uh, I think I died to Lava about four Ooh. times in a row in the space of about 20 oh. minutes. Just after someone had given me a full set of diamond armor and a diamond sword. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, so that happened. Oh, that's painful. And <laughs> yeah. everyone's done it. <laughs> I think it's the most awkward thing because all that you, where you find diamond in Minecraft, there's always like some lava around it as well, yep. isn't there? And like, you know when you like just start mining diamonds and it just falls into the lava. Yeah. You're like, 
Well, I'm not getting that back. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can understand this. Or you know when you like you're digging around and you thought you covered it all, or you put the bucket of water down and you thought it t- all turned to obsidian, and then there's like another layer of it underneath, and you mm. fall in, and you're just like, well, guess I'll stop playing this now. Oh god, this is that's the one thing as well. Like when I'm going to say the awful combination here right now, it's when a creeper appears in a cave. And then you're 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 buying some lava and it's just like you're trying to avoid this fucking creeper. Like I'll try and to avoid the lava. It <laughs> and then you try you're running away from the creeper, you go into the lava, you're like, fuck, now I'm on fire. And this thing's approaching me. Then a fucking skeleton archer appears behind you starts shooting freaking arrows. It's like literally a nightmare situation. <laughs> oh but yeah, creeper. Like I, I the thing is about the creeper as well. Like, what is it actually modeled after? Apparently it was originally a pig model that somebody was uh messing around with the parameters and then they changed something and it basically turned into the creeper and apparently also the it was apparently some sort of like some sort of bug where this specific model just would blow up it would find you and blow up so then they thought it was pretty good so they left it that's (laughs) apparent that's apparently the story of how the creeper came around interesting okay so quite like that it's not even like properly designed in like any particular way then They're yeah just, like, apparently it was a, a accident like a happy accident and it's now one of the most iconic things in that game it is yeah like i mean it's just there it's, I, I think it's like just quite iconic in like any in video yeah, game history just in as general well. but again yeah. i think it's because it's so prevalent like everybody knows it because like at some point most people have played minecraft or seen someone play minecraft or something right but at some point you would run into a creeper and if you're playing with experienced people you normally will hear someone freak out really hard and be like what 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 is it oh it's a creeper run <laughs> run run fucking run <laughs> yeah jeez the wasps of the video game world <laughs> well i mean they got bees in minecraft yeah but wasps well like wasps will go out of their way to fucking harm you it's like a creeper True. True. <laughs> it'll just come at you for no reason just kill you <laughs> very true go on in sam what what have you got for us all right so my number three uh funny i should put them as number three because i've never like despite multiple attempts I've never finished the game that they're from interesting but I've kind of just put them in here because even so, so it's Sephiroth. Oh, okay. Ah, uh. I've put Sephiroth as number three, and like my main reason behind this is he's insanely cool. He's one of the most iconic villains in gaming history. Yep, and I find that fascinating mm-hmm. because I think he's great. I don't know much of his abilities and stuff. I don't know loads. But I know who Sephiroth is. I think he's really cool. Mm. It makes me want to play the games more. Uh, I know a little bit about him from, you know, what you learn in like the first 10, 15 hours of Final Fantasy VII or similarly and what you learn of him in Final Fantasy VII Remake and stuff. But like, I mean, the fact that a single villain out of what are we on? 14, 15 games of Final Fantasy now? Well, technically more than that. Well, yeah, exactly. But one single villain ha- it has just become so synonymous with, with fact, yeah. video game mm. villains and just with... I think it's a remarkable feat. And I j- he- he's just great. He's just cool. And he's got a banging theme tune. He has got an incredible theme tune. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> love that rendition. It's my favorite. <laughs> he is, uh, I mean, I once, I once, as Pepe knows, at uni, I uh, made a Dragon Ball Z AMV of Goku and Vegeta's first fight to One Winged Angel. <laughs> and uh, literally, what, the song's eight, nine yeah. minutes long? So everyone, the whole idea is we had to make a music video for a song of our choice. Everyone's done these like two and a half, three minute long songs. I choose this nine minute one and make everyone sit through nine minutes of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but like, it was cut really it was. well. <laughs> and you know, you've got, you've got to have, you've got to like, sometimes things like the music and things like that, their themes when it comes to video games, I think do go hand in hand with the villain. And just the fact of how great that is. I mean, yes, I know One Winged Angel is technically from, what, Advent Children? I think something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, even so, like, it's just great. And he's great. And, you know, no one doesn't know. No, he's... Yeah. And for that reason, like, I wouldn't say he's necessarily one of my favourite villains, but I just kind of wanted to put him on the list and shout him out for the reasons i've given yeah no it makes sense i mean even in other games he's in he's always pretty difficult like the next thing that comes to mind is like when you fight him in the coliseum in kingdom hearts one kingdom hearts yeah and the only way i won was cheesing a strat <laughs> like you equip this one spell where essentially sora like shoots a ring of wind as long as he's got health Almost like, you know, in Legend of Zelda, when you've got the Master Sword and you don't take any damage, right? Yeah. It's basically that. And you just keep your distance from Sephiroth. Yeah. Just staying out of his, yeah, stay, staying out of his reach as best you can. Like, I never beat Sephiroth. I think in Kingdom Hearts 2, you fight him again or you can fight him again. And I lost instantly and I just gave up because I was like, I'm not doing that. I can't, <laughs> I don't know if he was in 3. I don't think he was. I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, his his one of his moves, like, in the actual game, like, it just does 9,999 damage to all of you. And I don't quite understand that because do you have more than 9,999 health or does everyone just die every time? I, must be it. it must yeah, just the I, need, I need to get to the end to play it, to be honest. I think they just put that so it's, like, you know, just to show it's, like, too powerful. I don't think it's... yeah supposed to be a specified number it's just to be like yeah it's a one hit kill you understand from seeing the number straight away that you would never survive that that's fair <laughs> yeah he is just so insanely powerful there's like so much like dark energy that comes from him like as a, as a general character himself like the design and stuff is just like it, it just speaks evil like we're like yeah. you have like two kinds of villains you have like um is it Mi Mithos, the mythos mythos sorry so you have like mythos who's like sort of like again like like they like opposite sides of the spectrum in it compared to like Sephiroth and Milos. Like Milos has that sort of like angelic feel to it, and then Sephiroth is literally like the other side of that coin, where he's like angel of death, pretty much with his massive fucking sword and like black cloak and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, he is also an angel. He's got one wing. Mm, he is a one-winged angel. One black wing. Yeah. They're always angels. Got to watch out for them angels. I feel like angels in video games are a lot more sinister than <laughs> like because they always like have that sort of like like perception that like, oh yeah they're all squeaky clean angel motherfuckers and then like turns out all the angels are evil. Yeah, but I think it goes back to what you were talking about when Sam was mentioning uh, tales is that you know mm. so squeaky clean, but it's hiding something. You know, like yeah, 
it's for the greater good all this stuff that we had to do all, all these genocides well yeah sephiroth <laughs> sephiroth is a sephiroth's a hero he's he's a soldier like cloud looked up to him yeah and uh just it turns out that he yet again like almost every anime villain that you'll ever come across is uh trying to better the world for whatever reason and by doing that it just ends up they just you know have to cull the majority of humanity to do it sam it's not a cull it's a cleanse (laughs) exactly (laughs) cleansing the world of the film (laughs) i feel like thanos took his uh entire plan from anime yeah yeah, <laughs> Thanos just watched too much anime. <laughs> he watched so much anime. He was like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's cull half the world. Let's just do it. Thanos weeaboo confirmed. That's jokes. I was just reading the English lyrics to One Winged Angel. By the way, do you know it? No, no. So uh, it's actually a lot shorter than uh, you'd think. It's because obviously it's a lot of repeating stuff. Uh, I'll uh, I'll say it to you now. Burning inside with violent anger. Burning inside with violent anger. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Burning inside with violent anger. Burning inside with violent anger. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. (laughs) Uh, Fate. Monstrous and empty. Fate. Monstrous and empty. Burning inside with violent anger. Burning inside with violent (laughs) anger. Go on, Sam. Sephiroth. There we go. Uh, Sephiroth. Come, come, oh, come. Do not let me die. I'm go- that, that happens four times. Okay. <laughs> I would say it four times. And then more violent uh, anger. No, 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 no more violent anger anymore. It's uh, oh, uh, the one, the winged one of the lower reaches. Uh, oh, come, oh, come, oh, come. Do not let me die. Again, four times. And then Sam, finish off the song. Sephiroth. There we go. That's it. That is the uh, that is the lyrics to One Winged Angel. Wow. That took some writing. It did. <laughs> Considering, Sam, you said that you made people watch uh, eight minutes, minutes of, of that. Nine, nine, and, a nine and a half minutes. minutes. And yeah. that's, the, all, that's all the lyrics to it. <laughs> it's a nine, nine minute long song with just those lyrics. <laughs> Kudos to the writers. Yeah. I mean, it is still an epic song regardless. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great battle music. I right, Pepe, give us your next one. Okay, so this is my number two. Uh, and... Again, a game that neither of you has really played. Uh, it's, uh, again, kind of a spoiler. Very similar vibes to Adachi. Uh, is, is this your true theme of your list? Is that you're going to spoil things for people? <laughs> it's, oh, basically, three of my villains are betrayal villains. <laughs> um, but uh, So my, my choice of number two villain is from Bla- uh, Blaze Blue. Uh, it's Hazama. So I don't know how much you guys know about uh, Blaze Blue. I don't even know who that is. All I know about Blaze Blue, Pepe, is that you have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Hazama is so um, bit back. <laughs> right, I'm gonna sit down, guys. I'm explaining the plot to Blaze Blue as best as I can. Right, okay. So, Blaze Blue, um, the big bad in the in Blaze Blue is called the Novus Orbis Librarian, either like otherwise known as the Library, and they all have different sectors, like uh, and like all these different animated sort of people in charge of different uh, things. And Hazama is introduced to you as the head of the intelligence department, and like in the first game, he's like, nah, like I can't fight, like uh, like you 
sort of talks, he sort of plays people against each other. But he, he always, like, he pitches himself like, oh, I'm a weakling. I don't fight. I'm going to, like, I'm going to avoid every battle I can. I'm weak as fuck. So first game, he's just there, like a side character. Turns out, end of the first game, Azama is actually a fucking bastard. He's like, he's like that snake. He's like a snaky, snaky guy. He, um, he's like, like, I don't know, snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, 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 I thought the show would feel like you, you guys got what I said. It's like, yeah, it's a snake. I, I get it. Snake. He is snake. 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 <laughs> but um, so yeah, he's like sort of playing people against each other, and his his true identity is called is this guy called Yuki Terumi, who is a one of the six heroes uh, in Blaze Blue. That, if I don't know if that means anything to you. But the oh. six heroes, that, <laughs> the six heroes are like uh, the heroes of legend that took down like a massive monster called the Black Beast. Uh, even though Teremi did like contribute to being one of the six heroes and help take down the beast, he is also a massive bastard. And uh, he's <laughs> he's uh, come along again, and he's like he's fucking shit up, and he wants to resurrect the Black Beast because he wants to like fuck more shit up. Uh, and so he <laughs> so even though he took it down he's also like now nah, resurrecting it. he wants to control it and like all that sort of stuff he manipulates certain characters in a way and like all all the other evil evil people in blaze blue they they know he's a fucking bastard like and they know they know he's always up to something sneaky yeah like hazama is like one of those characters that again he has like some comedy value to him as well so like he's he's sly and he's he's one of those guys that will like he's just a troll in a way, in his like, in his persona, he's just like, nah. Like he calls people like, like sort of cute nicknames, but he's a bastard. And like, <laughs> if everyone, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going for the certain words here: snake and bastard. You get in the general feel of it. But he's just a cool character. He's like, he's got a cool design. He's got green hair. He's got like a little like trilby thing going on. Never trust a man in a trilby. Never trust a man in a trilby. <laughs> Isn't Mister Shake? Doesn't Mister Shake not have a trilby? Any one of them, probably. Yeah, one of them does. <laughs> but um, it's funny as well, because in uh, Blazebrew cross-tag battle, obviously you've got Blazebrew characters, you've got Persona 4 Arena characters, and Undernight and Burke characters, and Ruby. And uh, Adachi and Hazama, they have like, um, they have like, in like, sort of, you oh, know like dialogue. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> so like, sort of like, the, they come from uh, like, what was it, authority figures, and then they're obviously bastards and betraying everyone. So of course they work together, which is why I've I had to put Hazama and Adachi quite close to each other on my list. Makes sense because they are just general similar characters. I don't know if you ever want to play Blaze Blue and go into the story of it. It's like a visual novel with fighting in it. So like check it out. It's a good one. I think I've mentioned it a lot of times on this channel before. Yeah, but <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Hazama is uh, just a cool cool villain. I can't play as him. Sorry, that, that noise was the cat. <laughs> ah, that's another thing. Hazama hates cats. So, <laughs> they... Well, there you go. Cleo, Hazama hates you. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about villains. This cat is currently trying to eat my arm. Is it? Ah, he's feeding. Yeah, but that's real life. That's real life, not video games. So not, it doesn't make the list. I could put her in a video game. <laughs> you could actually yeah it's definitely a possibility pepe next time i see you next time i see you load it up and we'll uh we'll play some uh that's blue yeah for sure 
It's a good old fighting game. Like you, you're good at fighting games, aren't you, Sam? You played Tekken. As long as as long as it's not Pokken, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I've got I've got to tell people this. I just for that single reference, I made Sam completely quit Pokken tournament. I haven't played it since. Using a chandelier. <laughs> you <laughs> like. Uh, what was it? We went around to your house and um, we were like, oh, let's, play, let's start with some Pokemon tournament. Let's play some friendly games together. And I was like, okay, I'll choose my favorite Pokemon, the Chandelier. And Sa- Sam uh, Sam chooses his Pokemon and uh, chooses another Pokemon and a Pokemon after that. Pretty sure I tried through the entire roster, yeah. <laughs> and because the Chandelier is king. Big big up the Chandelier. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> maybe that's the true villain here. Pepe just spammed <laughs> the same like move over and over and over, and there is no surviving it. So it just made me angry, and I have not played Pokken tournament since that fateful day. It's what fighting games are for. <laughs> <laughs> spamming moves over and over. That's literally how I used to win fighting games as a kid as well. So, <laughs> well, aside from that, or Pepe goes and plays stylish, and someone has to tell him politely online, "Yeah, it's um frowned upon." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't that also Blaz Blue? <laughs> it is. It is true. I played, I played Hazama online as in the stylish mode because it's the only way I knew how to play him and I wanted to play as Hazama. And some guy DMs me and says, hey, you shouldn't be playing stylish online. It's frowned upon. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I never played Blaz Blue online again because the community scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's his armor for you. I'll 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 take a I'll take a break until like right to the end because I've only got one more villain left now. So cool. Okay. Um, who wants to go next, Sam? Yeah, you're up. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go with Handsome Jack from Borderlands Two. I was close to doing this. So Sam, you know, because you played, he's out the gate. You hate him. <laughs> he presents himself very well as a villain because you instantly hate his guts and every time he calls you he is just the biggest douchebag but a fun douchebag yeah he's fun yeah and if you played the pre-sequel he's kind of lovable as well but like in two pretty much every time i was doing something and handsome jack would call my character up and say something i'm just like shut the fuck up dude get lost i'm gonna kill you at some point so is he like um so so like you know like we were saying like the wheatley kind of villain where he's like sort of got like yeah that, he's got a except, good like, sense of humor like is it is it a sense of humor that you laugh at or is it like he's got a sense of humor and it's some of it you do laugh at like uh what was it butt stallion he's like diamond unicorn or whatever the fuck <laughs> there's some things you laugh at but most of the time he's just calling you up to gloat or yeah. demoralize you and just overall be a douchebag. Does get a bit annoying sometimes. Yeah, like I don't think there's any other perfect word to describe him than a douchebag. It really is. It's just to call you up to be like, hey, I'm better than you. You suck. Like, why are you even doing this? Go away. Just it's like little things like that, but like over time, it's just sort of like, right, I'm I'm tired of hearing you berate me. Like, not even harshly, not even like Sometimes not even with that much effort, but it's just like, bro, go away. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Love that. Like, so is he like the villain for like the free Borderlands games? Is he, is he consistent? Or is he... Just Borderlands 2. And I, if I remember correctly, a little bit of pre-sequel. Okay, yeah. And I think the Borderlands, the uh, Telltale game. I think he's in that too. I think he's the villain for that as well. Yeah. 
I didn't finish that one, so I don't know. But yeah, pretty much like he's in he's a villain in a few of them. And he's a, again, he's a, a likable character at times. But like as a villain, he really is like, yeah, I definitely I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> then I'm going to kill you because you've been <laughs> winding me up the entire game. There's actually, uh, like, I guess, spoiler territory, like, for anyone that doesn't, hasn't played Warbands, i.e. myself. Like, so <laughs> it, like, is there a chance for him returning in other games, or is it like, nah, he's, he's done? Nah, he's done. Okay, he's done. Okay, okay. Fair. I will say, ask no more of the handsome Jack. And the only way you could come back is if it was, like, they write some weird, like, oh, it turns out he's made a bunch of clones, and we uh, didn't tell you, that kind of shit. Uh, okay, if they did pull that shit, you'd be there. Or someone cloned him at some point, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I played um, the main... I've played a fair bit of Borderlands 2, but the main thing I've played is uh, Telltale's Tales from the Borderlands. And that's uh, essentially the story of how Reese Strongfork becomes the CEO of the Hyperion uh, after Handsome Jack. Uh, but there's like some Handsome Jack AI that's still there and still around. Yeah, see, it, it's that kind of crap. That that's how we'll come back. Yeah. So he he so if if he comes back, it's gonna be like the AI is put into some kind of body, which they've done plenty of times in Borderlands. But the AI is still pretty much it's just just Jack, the handsome Jack AI. It's literally just Jack. Good choice there, Nathan. I like that one. Thank you, thank you. I'll say I I was close. I was close. That is actually the first villain that came to mind. So how many villains you got left now, Nathan? I mean, I've got plenty, but. <laughs> Don't have to go through all of them. Next. Should I go next then? Yeah. You guys are going to love this one. Okay. My number two is none other than the Queen of Hags herself, Gruntilda Winky Bunyan from Banjo Kazooie. I didn't know yeah, that was her full name. Makes sense. <laughs> that is her full name. Yeah. Gruntilda Winky Bunyan. There is so much I love about Grunty. First of all, her theme is literally based on Teddy Bear's Picnic. It's great. If you listen to it and then listen to uh, Teddy Bear's Picnic. Oh, yeah, I have actually listened to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But I mean, the fact just there's just so much I love about her. The fact that she speaks purely in rhymes. She is just hilarious. Uh, her original plan in the first Banjo game, I'm only going to go via the main series Banjo games. We're not talking about Nuts and Bolts. We're not talking about Grunting <laughs> Revenge. We're talking about Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie here. Uh, but in the first game, she literally steals Banjo's sister, Tutti, uh, in order to use her beauty machine to make herself beautiful again by stealing Tutti's beauty. She fights everyone using game shows, essentially. <laughs> so you get to, yeah. you get you get right near the end of the first Banjo game and uh, Grunty has set up a game show called Grunty's Furnace Fun where essentially you uh, work your way around the board answering questions about really ridiculous specific things that you've seen in the game. Like there'll be a really zoomed in picture of something and she'll be like, what level was this from? And you're like, oh shit, I have absolutely no idea. And that's great fun. So you do that. But then like the game's not particularly, you know, it's kind of dark at times. Because at the end of the first one, Banjo and Kazooie essentially kill Grunty. Like, she's dead no. at the end of the first one. She's tra She gets smushed by a giant rock at the end of the first one. 
Ah, uh, that's what the um, thing means in the, the uh, Banjo's reveal trailer. Yeah. At the end, right? Ah, uh, where, where it crushes K. Rool. Okay. Yeah, she's crushed by a giant rock. And then she has uh, two sisters. Well, she's got three sisters, but she has two sisters in Banjo-Tooie uh, who come to try and save her. So there's Ming-Ella and uh, blob Elder. Uh, so they essentially want to recover her body and uh, want to like resurrect her, but they use some magic to lift the rock off her, but the magic ends up restoring Grunty, and she's now basically her but a skeleton. Uh, so Grunty's now just trying to get her full body back, and in the process, she like decides to blow up, as soon as she's rescued, she tries to blow up Banjo's house, and ends up literally killing Bottles the Mole. He becomes a ghost and everything. <laughs> she literally ends up killing him. Uh, and then, obviously, right at the end, there is a, another game show. I think it's called The Tower of Tragedy or something. And it pits, it pits you up against uh, Mingella and Blobelda. And there's, like, you know, multi-ton weights atop everyone. And if you answer too many questions wrong, then the weights fall on top of you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you beat Mingella or Blobelda, the weights drop on top of them, and yet again, they literally die. <laughs> okay. These are kids' games, right? <laughs> I know! <laughs> yeah, 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 these are kids' games. They're great. Uh, they, like, have the weight fall on them, and they go into lava, and they become ghosts, and they, like, rise up and everything. It's great. She's from a place called the Isle of Hags. Love it. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, she has a giant, like, digger machine called the Hag One which is what you fight her in. And uh, she's, she's, she's just fantastic. And as I say, she talks in rhymes. She talks in rhymes until the second one where her sisters are like, stop talking in rhymes. It's insufferable. And she's just like, ugh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's great. It's just, it's really good. It's just like, honestly, if you haven't fully played them through, like I'm pretty sure you guys haven't, when we get N64 online, do yourselves a favor because they are so good. Oh, a hundred percent pick it up for sure. I've never played a banjo game or had the opportunity to really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. Right, I'll uh, see what see what the hype is about. Honestly, Grantilda Winky Bunyan. She's essentially the only. Well, there's a couple of mini bosses in the first banjo game. In Banjo Tooie, they actually had full on bosses, but in um. The first one, she's pretty much your only real boss that you come against. She she's fucking hard. She is so difficult to fight. Okay. But you do you do loads of things like avoiding her magic and then like eventually you so this is you know the final smash that you guys know with the Ginginator. Eventually you uh power up the Ginginator by like shooting enough eggs into the Jinjo statues and then the Ginginator will come and smack her and I think you get like Two or three hits on her, and then you win. But like, it's so difficult. All of these words out of context are like absolute acid trip. By the way, you fire the eggs into the gingernator, and there's a switch that rhymes, and she's <laughs> <laughs> literally. I mean, she's thing. got the most simple design ever, but you know her voice is great. She, uh, she, I just love the grunts and everything that banjo characters have in general, and grunties is great, and. She's just always been like one of my favorite ever villains, and I couldn't have this list without talking about Grunty in some form. Okay, yeah, no, I can understand that. But you're a, you're a big banjo fan, Sam. I remember, I know this. 
Dude, K. Rule is not even on this list. That says a lot. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. No K. Rule for number one. Jeez. <gasps> <laughs> as much as I love him. <laughs> cool then. So Nathan, uh, do you want to go for um, a few more before we all say our final number one villains or whatever? Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh. I guess honorable mention. I've got down the police from Need for Speed Heat. Pepe, you know this. Fucking hell, yeah, okay. <laughs> they are they are lethal. Especially when you're playing online. They're impossible to lose. Don't even bother trying to do a night section or need for speed heat online because other players and police are going to destroy you. You will get nothing done. It is insufferable. Like trying to get away from the police, like in any nighttime level. If you do like in the city, like trying to escape to it, like trying to escape from is an absolute nightmare. Okay, yeah, I can I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> you can both probably attest to this as well uh the lionels from breath of the wild specifically oh my fucking god yeah when you first run into one of those you're dead i didn't realize yeah. that you had to avoid the like lionel first yep. it took I was, me i was dead trying... <laughs> yeah it took me a long time to learn flurry rushing and even when i did learn it like flurry rushing and by judging them to do it is almost impossible yeah yep. see Especially when you come up against the zebra one or the freaking golden one. Oh, mate. Any of them. Just, they're fucking bastards, man. Especially because you're, like, having a fun old time. You know, you're running around. You're exploring. You're like, oh, this is amazing. And then you get wrecked. And you're like, right. Uh, fuck. So if you play master mode in the very first area where you've got to do those four temples, uh, there's a lion all there. Yeah, I've heard about that, and I'm like, I'm never doing that. You know, fighting a lionel with a woodcutter's axe or a tree branch or something. Yeah, Jesus. nothing. No, yeah, okay. That's a way to destroy someone's soul. Carry on. <laughs> and my last uh, honourable mention is the Tonbury from Final Fantasy. The little green lizard guy in the burlap sack, like, priest. With a knife. Yep, with the knife and the Real knife lantern. dude. I didn't know that was his name. That's cool. And those are things that are just like insanely strong. Yeah. Are they? And I only put him on the list because me and Pepe both were at the time playing World of Final Fantasy and we both underestimated this character because we were like, oh, look at this little guy. He's got a knife. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> He'll be nothing. One shot. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. He's so cute. And then I learned. That's just a common theme for that character in Final Fantasy is that you underestimate him because he looks cute and you're just like, oh, little green lizard man with a knife. One shot. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Apparently they're in the remake, which I didn't realize. Yeah, there's like a, there's images of them and stuff. Like... I, I fought one in the remake. How'd that go? Fucking hell. Dangerous. I think some of my characters died, but I wasn't controlling them at the time. But yeah, Tonbury, man. I love the little guy, but by God, is he dangerous. <laughs> oh, I've just found a sticker on the <laughs> on one of the sides. It says, bitch, I'll cut you. And it's a Tonbury. <laughs> I, I want that. <laughs> they do be cute there. He is really cute. That's He's just got a little knife. And it's like, hey, little guy, he's just going to shank you. Well, that's the funniest thing. I've... 
I think when we were in Japan in 2019, Pepe, I think I did see a plush of the Tombury. Yeah. And it does have a little knife with it as well. And I'm like, <laughs> this is so cute and yet weirdly threatening. <laughs> I think that's it because it just has that basic face and it's just like, oh, look at this little guy. And it's like, no. <laughs> Give me all your money. You know, he will shank you. <laughs> oh, mate, he won't, he won't hesitate and you'll get one shot. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> well, if we're doing honorable mentions, I've got one more. Go for it, man. Yeah, go for it. I don't know if you guys have fully played Super Mario RPG yet or ever. I haven't played it ever. <laughs> I made it for a little bit. I think I just got Gino on my team and then, yeah. Well, you can. Okay, so you, you'd be relatively close to this guy. This is just before you get Bowser on your team. But um, his name is Booster. Booster, I think, is modeled off Warrior. Okay, Essentially, when you first find Booster, he has his tower and he's kidnapped Princess Peach for the sole reason that he wants to marry her because he wants to try cake. And to get a cake, he has to have a wedding and uh, have a wedding cake. So essentially, when Bowser's castle gets taken over by the villain Smithy, uh, like Mario, Bowser and Peach all go flying in different directions and uh, Peach... Uh, or toadstool as she's called in it peach falls into uh booster's tower and so booster's just like ah look now i can get married and finally try cake uh so then there's this whole (laughs) arc of he's got three sniffit friends which are you know the shy guys that shoot pellets out that's what they're called okay he's got three sniffit friends and like they're all just egging him on and the dude looks like wario and he just kind of might be like not early Wario, but just, I guess, Square's take on a Wario-esque character. It does look very, yeah, he's got Wario vibes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. And then when you, uh, the final kind of boss with him is, like, you you, you, you don't have to fight Booster ever, but, you know, if, you get, if he catches you behind some curtains, I'm not going to go into it, then you do fight him. The final boss with him is his wedding cake comes alive. Okay. Uh, so then you like end up beating up this wedding cake and when you finally manage to beat the wedding cake he just comes in and eats it and he's just like oh yay i got to try cake and he's like all right bye and that's the last you see of booster <laughs> i mean that could have been a lot a hell of a lot less painful if he just sort of befriended peach and we're like you know i've always wanted to try cake and she would have just been like oh i know how to do that i could just do that for you yeah yeah but that's that's booster for you. <laughs> booster was great i loved them i loved them what well, it's the best motive of any villain I've i know ever right <laughs> he just wants to try some cake yeah literally. Just wants cake. <laughs> oh i love it cool okay so the fi- final villains, then. Who wants to go first? You can. Me? Okay, well, my my, my, my villain, my number one villain is uh, going to destroy all of yours, by the way. Is um, n- number one villain in all video game history. It's um, the Goose from Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, the thing is, what I love about this game is that you're, like, you're just a goose causing havoc in this little village. And he's just doing the most inconvenient things. Like, and it is just incredible, like, playing as this, like, character. Like, it's just a goose. And he's just, like, he's honking at people. He's, like, stealing their sandwiches. He's, like, taking their stuff. And like, they're trying to get it, but they're just stealing it from this goose. And, like, hey, you pesky goose. And then they go back to their, like, normal day job or whatever. 
Goose don't give a shit. Goose comes back and steals your shit again. <laughs> if he fails, he's gonna do it again and again. Like that's what the that's what the like the joy of the goose is in Untitled Goose Game. You just you're just there to be chaotic. And you don't often get to play as the antagonist either. No, exactly. That's that's what like out of all the villains I have, like I like fighting against them or whatever. Like they have good theme music, but Goose is like he's he's a different vibe. He's he plays the goose, cause the chaos, and that's that's what I love. I just love causing chaos. <laughs> so then I would kind of argue that you're the villain and not the goose. You <laughs> exactly uh, like, the greatest villain in video game history is Pepe. I can agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 just generally though, like in that game, it's just a it's just a fun like little puzzle game where you have to like work out different like strategies of pissing people <laughs> off. And like, I, what no other game speaks to me in such a way. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, uh, so simplistic, like so colorful. Mm, yeah, I love it. Your old goose. Like that choice. I mean, you guys can go choose your villains now if you want. I don't think they'll they'll like pale in comparison. But yeah, go for it. I yeah, I kind of like hate that we have to follow that now. I don't. It, I thought <laughs> you was just bragging before, you know, just like chatting some mad crap. But like, no, nah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think you got me beat. <laughs> go on, Nay. Leave you go. Go on, Nay. That's it. I have gone for Vas from Far Cry Three. Out of all the Far Cry's, Vas is like the most iconic. So much so that like the guy who played him, basically now when he gets an acting job, he just plays as Vas but with a different name. Uh, I need to like check who Far Vas is. Hold on. Um. So like you've probably seen him. He's got a mohawk. He's got a red vest on. Oh, uh, this guy. Okay, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I know the one I'm talking about. Vas was amazing. Like immediately, you just feel threatened. He starts talking to you. Like he makes you feel small. He's in control. You're not supposed to try and fuck with him, but I mean, obviously you do, because that's the point of Far Cry nowadays, is you overthrow whoever is like running the show because they're a tyrant of some sort. But like, even the ones that came after, like Pagan Min in Far Cry 4, Joseph in Far Cry 5, they're good, but they're not as good as Vas. I get that. So it's like he's like just basically like pure evil kind of comparison. Pretty much. Like, much. The other ones that kind of feel like they're in charge. Like he's just a bastard. <laughs> Yeah, like, Joseph is, he's, like, a cult leader, so it's kind of weird. And then Pagan Min is an actual tyrant, um, whereas Vas is just, like, I don't know, he's just, like, a weird... He's a rapscallion. I think he just, like, runs this strange militia or whatever. Yeah. But, like, Vas is the only one that I ever get excited to hear about, because, like, in Far Cry 6, there's going to be DLC where you can play as the previous villains. And the only reason I want to get that DLC is because I get to play as Vasa at some point. Yeah, that's a that's quite a cool concept. I like that. Mm. I've never I never played a Far Cry game. All I know is you can blow up a whole lot of shit. From what I know. Yeah, I've pl- I've played parts of uh, Far Cry Two way back in the day, but I've never like fully then played through one. Three Three was where it changed completely. So it's like a new game almost. Maybe I'll pick up the uh, Giancarlo Esposito one. I mean, I'm getting Far Cry 6, so... And it's got co-op, just saying. <laughs> Noted. We've all got PS5s now. <laughs> yeah, we've all got PS5s. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, there's co-op ones. Just saying. Co-op campaign. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I won't get it. <laughs> that's, that's the way Pepe's saying, nah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's fair, though, okay. Go on, Sam. Who's your final villain, then? 
uh, I'm sure you all saw this coming. Uh, there's no way a gaming villain list could go on without this character, especially as I'm a Mario Maker streamer. I couldn't not put the one and only King Cooper Bowser on this list. My boy. Yeah, I get that. So I have had to put Bowser on it. There is so much to talk about when it comes to Bowser. Let's start with how he changes size in every single game that he's in. Yeah, that is kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. No one knows how big Bowser is, but you know, maybe maybe there's some crazy Cooper magic at work there, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes he's similar size to Mario, other times he's, you know, just three times the size of him. Other times, like in Mario Galaxy, he's a literal giant for no reason. You know, it's... Mm. He was also like that in Sunshine. That last level, he's just fucking gigantic for no reason. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it as well, like, I mean, Sunshine also gives us one of his... The first time we properly get a motive for him capturing Princess Peach, which is that he has told Junior that she's his mother. And uh, Junior, so he's capturing her so Junior can have a mother. At the end, he's like, son, there's something important about Princess Peach I should probably tell you. She's not really your mother. <laughs> Mario is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then, you know, as terrifying as this dude is, he he just always loses to this little American, not American, this little Italian plumber. <laughs> <laughs> And but you know Bowser's just great in so many other ways. Like all of the RPG versions of him, so Mario RPG, Mario and Luigi Saga, uh, Paper Mario. Oh man, Inside Story, brilliant game. Yeah, his personality in all of those is just fantastic. Like he is just so funny and absolute jokes. Like it gives him much more personality yeah, and flavor than he ever normally has because normally he's just like and then just like kidnaps peach and is just like hey, what are you gonna do about it fam he's just he has you know in thousand year door we learned that he loves fried eggs for example did you know that about bowser i'm guessing you didn't i did, I did not, not know, know that, that. About <laughs> <laughs> well yeah there you go bowser bowser loves fried eggs <laughs> <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have learned that in a normal Sick. Mario game, but he's done a lot and everything he tries, it never works out and it's sad for him, but equally, like, he's great. He gets plenty of wins when I play as Bowser in Smash Bros and I'm scumbagging people, okay? <laughs> Jumping off the edge with the Bowser down thing, yep, yep, When yep. I side me, you boys yeah, off the side... <laughs> yes well, technically he still loses because he's, he's pretty much committing suicide at that point <laughs> but um, no I, he's iconic any bowser I, I can understand like you, yeah you can't not talk about bowser and you know you show bowser to anyone and everyone and that person will just be like yeah that's bowser i know them yeah that's true yeah i mean he's technically one of the ogs he is and you know he he's he's very crafty at times he like he gets his minions to dress up as him so he doesn't have to fall in lava but lava doesn't actually hurt him he's fallen in lava multiple times before what about dry bowser <laughs> yeah well how's that come about does he also like fried eggs <sighs> i i yeah you know, i guess dry <laughs> bowser is just you know 
dead Bowser, but then Bowser just comes back to life, probably using crazy Mario star magic. Using the power of anime. His resolve was too <laughs> strong. Power of stars, mate. It's all the power of stars in, in the Mario-verse. Like, yeah. literally, like, he steals a star rod to become really big and invincible in Paper Mario. He's always stealing the stars and storing them away somewhere. So Mario's got to go find them, like in Mario 64. It's all the star power. It's probably stars that bring him back to life and have made him slightly invulnerable to lava. Apart from when it burns. <laughs> Make him slightly bigger sometimes, slightly smaller, <laughs> varies. <laughs> bigger, smaller, you know, and then there are times when obviously he's fought on your team. So like in Bowser's Inside Story, like as, uh, yeah. as Nathan said. And then similarly in uh, Super Mario RPG, like if you don't use Bowser on your team, like are you really playing Mario RPG correctly? I don't know, because I've never played. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally everyone loves Gino and stuff, but the team which you should use, in my opinion, it's the team I always end up using, is just literally Mario, Peach, and Bowser. That's, that's, that's my team, you know? Oh, jeez. I, I, I love Bowser to pieces. As do I. He's got a great array of minions. An absolute great array of minions, and you know what King is complete without his minions. I mean, he has a little side game about the minions, Bowser's minions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure why in like more recent years, things like Coopers and stuff have suddenly become really friendly to Mario. But I guess he's the king of the Coopers and not all <laughs> Coopers are evil. It, it's probably because they're tired of being killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. easier to become friends yeah. with the guy who normally kills them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, what we're, seeing, what we're hearing is like something like sort of like stop. I guess in a way, but like, just like oh, I just don't, don't hurt me. Like, I'll stay with you. <laughs> Fall in love with Mario, <laughs> even though he's killing him. Well, I mean, it's either that or you keep listening to your king, who basically keeps saying, "Go on a suicide mission." Some of you might come back. Most of you won't, but that's okay because you're replaceable. <laughs> Jeez. Now I've just had like, this vision of Bowser just giving you a speech to like thousands of his minions like, today, thousands of you will lose your lives, but it will not be in vain because I'm planning to capture a princess or steal some stars. Whatever the fuck he's doing. But he's got a whole army of turtle people. Uh, I mean, I'd love an army of turtle people. That'd be cool. I mean, it's not just turtle people. He's got, like, Goombas. Yeah. And those real big assets to his yeah. team, you know? <laughs> he's got he's got Kamek and the and the Magikoopas. Yeah. Like, you know, Kam well, there you go. Kamek's magic. That That's that's what's made him really big in the past in Yoshi's story. Like, Magikoopa turned, well, Kamek turned baby Bowser into, like, an absolute giant. So... Maybe we maybe we've just thought of that the whole wrong way, and it's just Kamek's working in the background, making Bowser big or small as he needs. Yeah, I mean he's in charge of him, so yeah. Yeah, putting his skin back on, all, all of that, you know. Putting his skin well, back he... on. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's like reviving him with the Dragon Balls. Animating his bones, you know. That's probably how dry bones are real. It's all maybe Kamek's pulling the strings. Maybe. Ever think of that? I mean, it, it does kind of have that sort of like villainous vibe. Maybe Bowser's just a patsy, you know, like he's just the front 
Yeah. He's just a face of the operation. He doesn't actually do anything. That's why Kamek looks like a normal Magic Cooper because he's just blending into the background. <gasps> I think we're... The ultimate betrayal. <laughs> Kamek's the real Bowser. Oh my God. I think we've just uh, solved the greatest mystery in gaming history. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some law behind it, isn't there? Like, why he's able to come back and do shit. Who was his dad? Like, why was he already a villain in Yoshi's story when him and Mario were all babies? Like, what what's going on there? Why was the Kamek looking after him and bringing him up as their king? Why? Oh, it just gets more and more It concerning. does, it does. <laughs> Fair. Well, uh, on that bombshell, is there anything you guys have to say before we wrap this up then? Well, just uh, a huge thank you for having me here. It's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. No, it's, no, it's been good having our first guest on. Right. Hope you've enjoyed your time, Sam. Is there anything you want to plug before you want to go? Yeah. yeah. Anything I want to plug? Uh, I mean, guys, anyone, feel free to come check us out on Twitter. Twitter? You can go <laughs> on Twitter if you want. Feel free to come. <laughs> Feel free. I do have a Twitter. That's <laughs> always wants to. I just want to get more followers on Twitter. <laughs> like the the. That's the... <laughs> No, no. Uh, come hang out on Twitch. So we do we do Mario Maker three times a week now. We're doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Uh, all BST times, evenings on Mondays and Wednesdays. All days on Sunday. Check out the YouTube if you like. Uh, if you like food, check out the Wilder side. I'm sure the boys will link below. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to uh, see any new faces there. Nice one. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned before, we will be linking everything. So please do actually go click on those links. Give Sam a follow on everything. And we will see you in the next episode. See you later, guys. Yes. Nice one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.